Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. Hey guys, in this week's episode, we dip our toes into the massive topic that is networking. Networking is a necessary evil in this business. Who you know can often help you more than anything else. And making connections is crucial to not only expanding your professional network, but also to help find like-minded people who can support you. However, I've seen countless friends and acquaintances balk at the idea of walking into a room full of strangers and introducing themselves. People outside of the industry think I'm crazy when I say this because, you know, we're in the business of entertaining people, you know, so everyone kind of assumes that we're good at this. But, you know, no one is truly impervious to the anxiety or uncertainty that can bubble up during networking events. It happens to everyone. So this week, we dig into the basics of successful networking. We talk about how to shift your perspective on what networking really is. And, like the title of the episode suggests, how to not be a dick at networking events. Today's special guest is none other than Michael Rube. Michael has hit the ground running here in the Southeast market and has one of the most outgoing and infectious personalities of anyone I've ever met. He's never met a stranger and really thrives at diving into networking events without fear while radiating positivity to the entire room. He's got some great tips for us, so let's dive in. And so why don't you tell um, all the people a little bit about yourself. America. About your, yeah, tell, tell not just America. We yeah. want to take this global. Yeah, this is, I could sense that this is going to go, hopefully it'll go universal. Yeah. Like everyone I mean, in we're, other galaxies. We're not, I was going to say, we're not opposed to aliens. Yeah, no. We're, There's alien actors out there. Yeah, why not? They have dreams sure. too. They do. They do. <laughs> anyway, so why don't you share with both the, our human listeners and alien listeners mm. about you, about uh, what you do, and a little bit about your journey so that they have some context for this great conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Miami. Um, so I started out my life there and then went, just, and I did, you know, I did a couple uh you know, I started in speech and debate and I really liked it and I wanted to do debate actually. And my coach was just like, no, 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 absolutely not. We're not going to do that. For what? You. Yeah, no. He, he's, he's just he shut like, you down? shut me down. I did my first, I did my first LD Lincoln Douglas and then, but I liked uh, PF public forum and I did well, we won. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just like, no, this isn't for you. Like you, 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 you do fine, but I want you to stay in speech. And that's when I kind of got into, and I had a really good high school, university uh, university school in Fort Lauderdale, very well-funded uh, arts school. Um, and they had an amazing theater program. Um, and that that's when I kind of really got into theater and I got into acting. And I did, I did a play or two in middle yeah. school, like I feel like everyone does. But I really enjoyed it and I really kind of found myself mm. um, through a university school. Was it your debate coach that told you to, to try out the theater program in high he, school or did he just say, so I, you need to try other things? He's just like, yeah, I need, I want you to do speech. So I, I, when I did that, I was like, okay, let me see what other things I can do. Cause mm-hmm. I ended up really liking it and enjoying it. And I met amazing friends along the way. And I started looking at their theater program and I ended up meeting uh, one of my really favorite teachers. Uh, his name's, uh, I forgot it. Will Ghosts. <laughs> uh, my favorite teacher. My favorite teacher. Whose name I who almost, name, forgot. almost forgot but didn't. I, I, you know, he's, he's the one who I, after after a couple years and my last week at school, mm. you know, I did a couple plays with him. He's coached me a whole bunch. And he's, you know, he, he my um, Josh Gad went to my school. Oh, really? And he worked with him a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I asked him point blank you know, do you see me, do you you think I have what it takes? Mm. And he's like, listen, I have this conversation with a lot of my students and a lot of times they're really discouraged in what I have to say. And, but I don't think, and he's told me, I don't think this is the case for this 
I think that you actually have something. And that was very powerful for me. And that's something, he's somebody who I really respect to this day. Um, and that, that kind of shot me to the right direction and like to where my path is now. Um, then college came around freshman year <laughs> as it usually does. And it kind of, and I kind of got derailed a little bit and I kind of like wanted to experience everything. Mm -hmm. I wanted a fraternity and all that. But, but after, you didn't go to college for no, anything performance related. Well, no, no, no. My parents, you know, they loved me and they wanted me to do whatever, but they just didn't want me to be homeless ah. <laughs> after college. So they're just like, hey, listen, do your thing, but please just do something to, you know, get a major in something that you can have a, have a backup good Jewish parents. They, they, they know, they, I think they know it's right. They think they know it's right. Um, but then sophomore year, I, I, I kind of felt like I was missing something, a part of myself. Mm. And I started looking into try, possibly getting a theater major, but the program that I was in in university of Florida, I wasn't allowed to. So I ended up getting a theater minor from sophomore to uh, senior year. And your major. And my major is marketing. Right. Major's marketing. And I got a minor in theater and innovation. Just, whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so, <laughs> a bullshit degree. A bullshit degree. I mean, I know. can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so so that was really great. And senior year, and then I took six months off uh, to travel. And I traveled a lot during college. My, friend, my college friends hate me for it. But uh, <laughs> it was really something that kind of reprioritized everything. Because a, a lot of people who, uh, who I was talking to would always tell me, like, man, you're young, you're, you're, you're doing great things. Like, mm. man, just, I always regretted not doing this. I, I always regretted not doing that. And it kind of hit me and it kind of woke me up. And I was just kind of like, I would hate that. Like these guys, they weren't old either. They were like forties, fifties, right. but like, you know, people, they lived, they lived and, and, you know, that's halfway through their life. And I didn't want to go halfway through my life having regrets that deep. Um, so I decided, you know what, if there's any time to kind of submerge my life into acting, it's now it's like when I have very little to lose and I have all to gain and I'm young and, you know, I'm stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, yeah, I decided to go to Atlanta. I was planning on going to LA, right. but the more I learned about the market and the more I talked to people, including myself, including you, <laughs> um, well, I convinced you to go back. Well, yeah. I yeah. convinced you to go back. I was going to say, so, well, Michael was definitely a huge, huge, huge part of me deciding to go back to acting, which I am eternally grateful for. Um, but once we did start t talking about it, I was like, yeah, man, LA is not the move. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I talked to you and I talked to a whole bunch of people who have been in the business for years and years and years, and they've seen this trend going to Atlanta. And every time I started talking about it, more, more people said Atlanta, 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 and it just made sense. And I had yeah. family here, and I had a bunch of friends that were already here, and the rent is so much cheaper than, <laughs> than L.A. So, it, it again, it just made sense to right. move here. And, and you uh, convinced me to tag along. Yeah, and you, <laughs> yeah, for some reason you fell madly in love with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's oh, always. Uh, and... Yeah, and yeah. that was just a little bit, a little bit of a. And now you're here, and what's your focus now? Film and TV. Film and yeah. TV is something that I'm, I'm really working on hard. I'm taking awesome classes at Drama Inc. Uh, you know, just took a Sarah Mornell, but Sarah Mornell intensive, and that was yeah. really great. It just it gave me another great view on how to look at auditions. Mm -hmm. It made the one thing that I will say about Sarah Mornell and the intensive is it made auditions more fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, it just made auditions more fun. It, you know, I feel like, I, at least for me, auditions are like a really difficult part sure. of the gig. Right. And this made it a lot more fun, made it a lot more loose. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's a know. whole different skill. Like, yeah. I mean, auditioning and acting, 100%. in my opinion, are like, yes, they're related and they're connected. But auditioning is a whole different sort of yeah, thing. Like, you, you can be a great actor and a shitty auditioner. Mm -hmm. And you could be an excellent auditioner and not the best actor, you know, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny how they work yeah, together. When, when you're on set, you have the world in front of you, mm -hmm. you know, unless you're on a green screen, but that's, you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> but, you know, 
the whole world's in front of you. Have an amazing actor, hopefully across from you, get, feeding you everything that well, you need. Well, you had time to work. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And, and, and with auditions, you got to create the world. And, right. and especially with callbacks, you're going to most likely get a shitty reader. Sure. You're going to get a reader that's just literally well, and you reading have very the lines. little time usually. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's a skill and a half. Yeah. Being a good op- good auditioner. Yeah. And you kind of need both. You can't have one without the other. Sure. Because let's say if you book the gig and <laughs> and then you just you can't perform. Your audition was incredible, but right. you can't perform or the vice versa. Your audition suck, but you might be, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> level, but it doesn't matter unless Right. You get in the door and you know how to do it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think since we've moved, you've really, so Michael hadn't, you know, really, this is, this has been his first pilot season and yeah. it's been his first year really hitting it hard with, you know, the caliber of auditions for TV and film that we have here. And so he's really, it's been really cool for me um, to see how you've been progressing and, You've learned so much, and I feel like it's actually like you're such a fast learner. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thank to me. you, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I. I really never feel like I'm doing enough. Because mm. um, I hear like these amazing stories, and you know, we, you had on your podcast uh, a lot of these amazing actors, and it just I always kind of feel like I'm twelve steps behind sometimes, and I just you know. It's just sometimes frustrating, but it sure. gives me it gives me like fuel. I'm just like, oh, okay, right. like I need to do more. Like I feel like I'm doing a lot, but I need to do more. Um, you gotta listen to Lauren's episode then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ha- Hers yeah. is great for that. Yeah, I have to, I have yeah. to listen. Um, but yeah, I mean, a huge part of of a huge side part that not a lot of people uh, listen to or really realize is networking. Mm-hmm. Oh, segue. Oh, segue. Oh, yeah. wow. That and was then, like real smooth segue. Well, I'm, yeah. And I mean, it's, and this is like, it, this is why I really wanted to devote an entire episode to this subject is because there's really just so, people don't realize how many skills besides acting are so crucial to success for your it's career. Like, it's like insane. Right. So it's like you can be a great actor, but if you don't know how to work it with networking and you don't know how to handle the business and administrative side, mm-hmm. like there's just so many different angles and you, different skills you, that you have to work on. To you kind of need to be a, a renaissance man. Absolutely. You know, you need to be somebody who is, extre- is extremely knowledgeable, right. especially in the market. Like you need to know, like something that we are both working on is knowing what's playing here. And knowing sure. exactly what's happening in their storylines, knowing exactly what's happening with the mood, right. you know, who, you know, it's research, research and mm-hmm. research is so important, but networking is, yeah. you know, I, I have to say, you know, it's equally as important as auditioning and, and, sure. and, you know, I mean, knowing that. like having a network that can help you out or that you're in their mental catalog if they're in a tight spot and they need an actor or they need someone you know for a project if they know you and they know what you can do yeah that just having someone on hand like that and you being in their mental catalog absolutely gives you a a leg up and I there's nothing wrong with that either yeah you know and it's you know I'm I'm in sales as well so my day job is I'm I'm a salesman Mm -hmm. and that's what I do and uh, oh whenever we go on lunches or dinners with potential clients this is something that you can parallel to going to networking events. You know, you want to talk, you know, their rule is like 80, 20, 80% not work, right? Just 80% just having a good time and just learning about each other and just shooting the shit. And the 20% is work related right. is like selling your product or, you know, casually mentioning it. I, you know, I would do networking a little bit less. I do like 90, 10 because ju- just because you, you don't want, I, I've seen, I guess it really depends on how you yeah. do it. Cause I've seen people where they'll be like, Oh, they like, they'll go up to casting directors and say, Oh, thank you for casting in this. How, by the way, how's your day? Like right. that's not the how wrong, it should be. It's the wrong order. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should be 20% first. And then, so you gotta treat these guys like human beings, like because they are. They human are. They, at the end of the day, they're human beings. They just want to be right. chill. They're, they're human beings. They have a job. Yeah, 
and your job just happens to be related to theirs. Yeah. You know? And, and, and a really big part that especially I learned in Sarah Mornell and, and that you, what you'll learn is that they like they appreciate confidence. Right. They appreciate someone who isn't all about work and they don't want a yes man either. No. Like they want someone who's going to be like, you know, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. You know what? I just, you know, I just got a flat tire or like really just whatever. I just I, like, just be a person. Yeah. Just be a person. <laughs> just sincerely right. be a genuine person and just tell them about your day. Like when you sure. walk, uh, you know, especially if you're walking into an audition room, let's say that's a networking event, right? That is, you need to create fans. You know, you want to create people who are going to be like, wow, that's something, that's somebody who I want to work with. Maybe not in right. this one, but the next one. And the way that you do that is you just be yourself. Like if, like, mm. you know, if, if you're having a crummy day and you're just like, yeah, I just got a flat tire, but you know what? It's absolutely fine. Right. Like, you know, and just keep on rolling with your sure. day. And I mean, I mean, and that's an, and that's an, an audition. Right. Right. And that's an audition. Spectrum. But like when you're at networking events, the same thing applies. I mean, mm. sure. You can talk about your flat tire, but like beyond that, I don't know why I stopped with flat tire. <laughs> that's like, such a sad, like, sure, that's like, such yeah, a horrible that's thing. That's like a really sad one. But I mean, you know, you just want, went to a wedding. Sure. Cousin's wedding. Or whatever. whatever. I mean, <laughs> or just like ask them about non-work related things because yeah. I think what, and at least, I mean, I've experienced this on the other end where like no one wants to feel like you're talking to them just because you want things from them. You know, that doesn't make anyone feel good. That's, yeah. That doesn't make them, that automatically puts up their work shields. You know, mm -hmm. they have all their work filters immediately back up. They're thinking, okay, I have to be in work mode. I have to be professional. I have to deliver the correct answer, but nothing that you're saying to them like that as a human being, unless they really truly are just obsessed and in love with what they do, um, that doesn't make them want to have a conversation with you because they're thinking, okay, this kid, you know, they might be nice, but they're just talking about work. They're just talking about auditions and they just want something from me. They aren't, you know, they, people want to talk about themselves. People want to have fun conversations. So if all you're talking about is work, or even if you're not, they can kind of get that vibe that you're just edging in, trying to get your career pushed ahead through them. That doesn't make them actually yeah. want to have a real connection with you at all. So, yeah. and that's the thing that, I mean, I think a lot of people get wrong where they think, oh, that's the connection that I have with them is through work. So that's what I should talk about. Yeah. But I would completely disagree. Like you said, that can come up in conversation, yeah. but you want to establish yourself as a real person. Yeah. It's like first. a normal human being. You don't want that to they be like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a, you know, a, a plastic cutout right. of, you know, that's it used to work. That's how it used to work back in the day. And, you know, people would just be like, absolutely smiley face and just, yes, I will do whatever you right. want. And, and, like and just like, yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's not how it is anymore. Now it's a lot more realistic. Right. And, you know, and it's so funny because, so uh, my agent, STW, uh, Susan, love her so much. She does monthly um, mixers with casting directors and producers and whatever. And one of the first ones that I went to was with Tara Feldstein. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so what she does, <laughs> it was it was it was so funny. And I looked and I researched her and she's like the top one of the top, if not the top casting director uh, in, 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 in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, in the southeast. And, you know, so like the way that she did it, she had like people rotating, like, con like a conveyor belt, like yeah. uh, all her talent getting looked at her. And she like notices me, which I always think it's, it's so great. Cause I've heard of horror stories of like, um, you know, agents, agents, like they don't even recognize their talent. Sure. So it was like, I was like, Oh, okay. Susan recognizes me. Thank God. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, and, I mean, and you're still new too. Yeah. So and I'm so did. new and it, and it's, and it's, and it was great. So I, you know, went up, got to meet, I, I, you know, she's like, you got to meet Tara. So I was, and Tara's so chill. Yeah. She has like this cool, like California, <laughs> like energy. And you know, so she says, Hey, and I'm like, and I literally say, Hey Tara. Yeah. I just wanted to meet you. I heard you were kind of a big deal. So, you know, <laughs> 
I just wanted to see if it was true or not. And she like laughed and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, whatever. Right. And then we talked a little bit more and she, well, we, people were asking her a couple questions, but just that, and, and, and I started getting so many auditions from her. I don't know right. if they're related, but I'm pretty sure that she that she knows sure. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has gotta, more more experience with you now. Yeah, she person. has more, and, yeah. and you know, that's a networking event. Like that was not, that that little tiny comment. Sure, it was networking, and I got a call back from her a month later. Right, right. I mean, and that's the thing is like you'll never know if yeah, if it's directly know. related. And I know um, some of our coaches have mentioned there are like they'll have great relationships with casting directors or directors and they're good pals and they've really built up strong connections through networking, but they don't get called in. And that's the thing where it's like, you don't know, like they still all have jobs and they have certain criteria. So like they could love you, but they might not have work for you at the moment or for a couple of years or a couple of months, but that's okay because you know, you, you want to have those connections anyway, and it's yeah. just good to it's good to expand your network. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because Jason McDonald was telling us a super similar story mm-hmm. about that, and I don't forget the casting director, but they they ended up going to Drama Inc. and <laughs> he's like, "Listen, I love Jason, but I have nothing for him yeah. this past year." And Jason thought he was pissed off at him right, or something, the whole time. and and he's like, "I just haven't had anything for him, and I love this man," right. and and it, that that happens and right. with with this you know with this industry you just have no idea oh sure what is happening what you what you did wrong what you did right what right. you you know and you can't what think you could have done things. no and it's so funny whenever i talk to people about like oh yeah i just had an audition and like oh my god how'd it go and i'm like it went well. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like I did I, my job. I did my I job, and, and and I clock, I clocked in, I clocked out, and I did my thing. And right. like, oh, are you going to hear back from them? And and I'm like, I don't know. That's not how it really works. I, and, okay, so you're talking about non-industry. Yeah, <laughs> non-industry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, these are non-industry people. These are like you know my friends from back home, and it's kind of annoying. But whatever, I digress. They're um, not in. They're not in our world. So they, yeah, it, they just they're just excited. Yeah, they're just yeah. and and you know I love that excitement. But it's just they they usually just don't know. Sure. I mean, that's fine. It's fine. Um, because it's very weird for most people to be like, oh, yeah, have an audition and not hear a callback. Like, what, what do you mean? Or at least hear feedback. Like, that's how it makes sense to most right. people. People assume or assume that they'll say, like, thank you so much for submitting, but we're going a different direction. Right. And, like, and that, you didn't and get that it. Just... And that's not, I mean, I guess maybe a lot of normal jobs. Yeah. Well, well, you know, yeah, you usually have some sort of feedback, whether it's like this wasn't good or whether this was good, but we're going different. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, yeah, networking is something that you can really control, though. Sure. Out of all of the craziness, like you can actually go out and just talk with people. Right. Just friends. Getting your face in front of a casting director or friends. Or producers or directors, right. just getting your face known, right. it, you just helped your career so much. Sure. Well, and I think you're, oh, sorry. Keep no, going. no, go, go, go. Well, I mean, and I think it's, you know, it's not about always meeting a very specific goal either. No. You know, like the, the connections and the friends that you make today could end up coming back around for a project a decade down the line, you know, and it could go either way. Like maybe, you know, in 10 years you end up producing a project and you need a casting director or you need a director and, and you had built that relationship, you know, long ago. And, and just the more people that, you know, the more opportunities that you have to find that right fit for your project. And that goes for, you know, all parties involved, no matter what your, um, your job is. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, and, you know, I preface this, you know, with with saying don't expect anything either. You know, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like, I showed my face, like I should be getting stuff, like right. Mm-mm. And again, like with this industry, you just don't know, right? And the only thing that we can do is have high energy, high hope. Um, you know, putting putting the work in. Making sure you're auditioning, right. making sure you're going to classes, make sure, making sure you're networking. I mean, those three things are so important 
because if you don't know the right people or the right people don't like you, right, you're not going to work. Right. You could be the best actor in that room, yeah. but if you're not enjoyable to be around or the, the other guy that's up against you has more connections and everyone on that team already knows Lo- him and loves them, then that sucks for you. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, you're going to have long days on set. You're going to have extra long days on right. set. And they don't want to be around someone that they don't like. Right. Or at least, okay, you don't have to like everyone. You don't. But you have to at least respect. Right. And the way that I live my life, just don't be a dick. <laughs> like, it's 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 so simple, but it might be so difficult. For Rule number people. one for networking. Seriously. Don't Rule number one. be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Even if someone's being a dick to you. Right. Don't be a dick. And just take the high road smile and just be yourself. And like, you don't have to be the guy that's bouncing. you know, that's usually me. I'm usually bouncing <laughs> off the walls and trying to talk to everyone and just like, yeah, absolutely. How are you doing? You know, friends with everyone. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and uh, you don't have to be that guy or that girl, you know, you can just be you be a little bit friendlier, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean like be outgoing, you know, be like... out, you know and, and for a lot of people it's difficult. And for me, it's always been pretty easy. But for a lot of people, it's difficult to kind of crack open their shell and talk to strangers. Right. But I mean, but I mean, you guys have a lot of common, a lot of a lot more in common than you think. Right. Everyone, especially at a networking event in particular, everyone is there for the same goal, for the yeah. same reason. They want to make connections within their fields. Yeah. I mean, just you know, I feel like people get so nervous. Yeah. And just get like, oh my god, like. Argh. Right. Chill. You're okay. You're good. Everything's fine. This is supposed to be fun. Right. And, and you know, when it becomes desperate and when it becomes scary mm. and when it becomes stressful, people can read that. Yeah. People can see that. and From a mile away. Oh, yeah. And they don't want to be around that. They want no. people who are just being – and if you kind of have that little, you know, nervous energy just like innately in you, that's fine. But when it starts to becoming stress and it right. starts to become, you know. People don't want to feel stressful by being around you. And mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Like if just standing next to you or having a quick conversation with you leaves someone feeling anxious or stressed or whatever it is that you got going on. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, maybe all the things that you're verbally saying are great. But if that energy is emanating from you, that creates a bad first impression, you know. Yeah. So I completely agree. I think that's that nonverbal stuff even is more powerful than than we realize. But you were you're talking about people how people get so nervous at networking events. Yeah. What are some tips that you would give to someone who gets really nervous and really uncomfortable uh, when they go to networking events? Because <laughs> you are such a natural at it. I'm I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, a beer doesn't help. A beer doesn't <laughs> and a beer doesn't hurt. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, that's obviously not what I want. I don't want everyone to be drinking. But it does help sometimes if, if you're in a bind and you just kind of want to relax. But honestly, what you kind of have to know is that these are just people, man. Mm-hmm. These are just people exactly like you. Even casting directors, man. They're, they're just there to have a good time usually. They're just there to kind of enjoy. Um, you know, don't put them on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, don't put anyone on. Don't a put anyone on a. You know, and that's very difficult for me because I have so, so many celebrity crushes, <laughs> uh, and I have so many people who I admire. And if I ever saw them, I don't know how my body would react. Yeah. But it's true, though. I mean, these people are just people. They're they they just want to. They want to meet people and get to know. They want to meet passion, the They want to meet passionate people. Uh, you know, I I was meet. I, I met this girl who was an actress. And she, she she just didn't know anything, and she was just really arrogant. And I was at a I was we were at, we were with friends, and they're like, "Oh, she's an actress. You're an actor. Like, you guys should talk." And I'm just like, "Okay, sure, absolutely." So we start talking, and and I was just like, "Oh yeah, so what do you think about this?" And they're like, "Yeah, I don't I don't think that's I don't." And she just had such a negative energy, yeah. and she was and I, I don't really like talking about energies, but you know, I think it's so <laughs> I think it's such a broad term. But, like, she just had such a negative attitude right. about the whole thing. And she just was very standoffish. And I'm just like, well, you know, 
it's okay to not know things. Like if right. you don't know things, that's okay. Like, you know, it's fine. But the way and, that she and you was, can, and like, you don't have to like every film that was ever no, made. No, and that's okay. And that's you can, good. You can respectfully and disagree. And yeah, you know. absolutely. And you should disagree if you want to disagree, or, or right. you should agree if you want to agree. But you know, just the the thing that turned me off was that she was so close minded. Right. And she thought that she. Uh, Mind you, this woman hasn't been in the industry for 20, 30 years. This was sure. somebody very new. green. I mean, yeah. she was a year or two in. And, you know, I, and I'm kind of in that same Right. Box. But when someone's already that jaded. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I was just like, okay, like, I'm going to finish this conversation. But then I never want to talk to you again. Right. Um, because it was just, it was not a fun experience. I feel like that, that's part of the whole, just don't be a dick. <laughs> just, yeah, seriously. Don't be a dick. Don't be so jaded. Yeah, I think any, and, and I think that's, um, yeah, but that's a good thing to think about where it's like, just show up, be yourself. Don't try to put on, you know, this entertainment industry is known for <laughs> the egos and the pride and, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And there's just really no place for it. Um, no. Just because the industry has that has it already has it's that already going there. on and we have that reputation doesn't mean that we have to perpetuate it. And that's something that, boom, yeah. And that's something that I am really passionate about where, you know, when I go to networking events, my goal is not career related. My goal is not, Oh, I want to make connections that they might cast me or that they might want to work with me. Obviously, we're all there because we want to work. we all yeah. want to work with each other. That's but, the goal. But, but my goal, I, I, I personally think it, it gets a lot easier when you break it down to just one-on-one -on -one interactions. Like, yeah. what is your goal from this interaction, from this conversation? You know, is and and that can depend on you and where you are and how comfortable you are with with networking. But you know, for me, most of the time, it's just I want to make sure that everyone I talk to at this event leaves feeling like they had fun or leaves feeling great about themselves and they feel encouraged, you know, um, or anything like that. Because I think if you bring it down to just like smaller, very wholesome, just human based goals like that, then you're more likely to have really great interactions with people and they're more likely to have great interactions with you and they'll, and they'll walk away feeling great about themselves. They'll have a great first impression of you. And, you know, hopefully that'll kind of help, get the atmosphere and the whole idea around networking improved for everybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, one thing that I would really stress is eye contact. Mm. I know that's something really difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but absolutely a lot of casting directors actually have a very big problem with it because just what I've seen, at least, you know, they, they kind of, if they're not really, if they don't, pick you up instantly, they, they're, they're, they're already gone. They're already right. looking someplace else. It's a sea and, of faces. Yeah. It's so. just a sea of faces. Um, and you shouldn't be insulted by it because that happens all the right. time, but you have maintaining that eye contact and kind of not being so dozed and kind of just actually looking at that person being right. interested, being genuine. There's a difference between interested and genuinely interested. Sure. You know, you want to be genuine in everything you do, right. but eye contact, it's such an intimate part. And it really differentiates you sure. from everyone else. So maintaining that it eye contact. It connects you to people. Yeah. And it, I think it makes people take you more seriously. A hundred percent. And and, it, and a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. A lot of people just kind of look all around and they're like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Right. The Walking Dead. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you like, know? obviously don't like stare into their soul. Right. Give them like weird googly eyes. But like healthy eye contact How, yeah. is such. And it sounds so stupid because it's such an obvious thing but mm -hmm. you're right many people even people who you know you think would be more comfortable with it because they're performers aren't yeah I, eye contact really helps yeah eye contact um asking like you said asking about them like make my thing is is if you catch yourself if you're like paying attention to what you're saying and you've realized that most of the conversation has been you talking about you you're in trouble man and you need to kind of turn that ship around, come up with some good questions to ask them. And I like to say, and when I've, I've coached people on like recruiting and um, media relations and stuff like that. And so my 
my suggestion to people who are kind of newer to that or uncomfortable with that sort of thing is to come in with five easy questions that they can have in their back pocket that can apply to pretty much anyone at that event. Mm -hmm. So that if they ever find themselves in an awkward conversation or they realize that they've been talking too much about themselves, that they can fall back on those five questions and not stress about it in the moment. And they know that they have those in their back pocket and that they would all be great conversation um, starters and continue Absolutely. And the good, and the thing is that you also have to realize is that not every conversation is going to be incredible. Sure. Like not okay. every conversation, especially with the people that you're targeting that you really want to talk to in that networking right. event, you know, it might not be amazing. It might not be great, but as long as you're genuine, you maintain eye contact, you're not just talking about yourself or you're not just talking about what they've done for you or what they want to do for you <laughs> or, or whatever, 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 whatever. Right. And you're, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Those are the basics. Yeah. You're, th- those are the basics. And you know what? If it doesn't work this time, it'll work the next time. Right. If it doesn't work the next time, it'll work the next Like Sure. Again, we just don't know. Right. We don't know what that person's been doing the entire day. We don't know how they are right now. There's a billion variables. Right. And all that you can control is how you you present yourself and how you act to other people. Right. And if you are genuine, people really love. So if you might not be the nicest, but if you're just genuine and you're not rude, obviously, you right. don't have to be the nicest person ever. But if you're not rude and you're not disrespectful, but if you're frank and to the point and you're just genuine – People have a respect for that. Or sure. if you're like genuinely nervous, like, <laughs> but like trying to do, trying to be nice. Right. Or if you're genuinely, gen- genuinely awkward, that's right. okay. That's good. Like right. be yourself. Be yourself. Don't, yeah. Just figure out how to make it approachable. Yeah. I say. And just, and if you're not talking to anyone, I think, you know, it was so funny when I was in college, everyone would say, Hey, Michael, what do you think the best pickup line is? And I'm like, I know the best pickup line. And it's, hey. Yeah. What's up? Absolutely. Hey. Like. Most people are just terrified to take that first step. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest hurdle. Absolutely. Just being brave enough to go up to a stranger and say hello. And after that first little icebreaker happens, I think it gets infinitely easier. Or I mean, you, you can genuinely, if you're nervous as hell or awkward, I'm just like, and you, and you're, you're not talking to anyone, but you see someone kind of not doing anything and you can literally just be like, Hey man, I am so nervous right now. This is like the first one that I've ever been to and I'm freaking out. And and they'll be like, Whoa, this is your first one. And then you're and like, then you yeah. Can ask and then, them if they've been to yeah, this event and, before. And then, and then they'll tell you all about it. And, and let's say if you have been to this event a thousand times and you still have no one to talk to, you're like, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not really connecting to anyone. And I just saw you and I just wanted to say, Hey, and they'll be like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's just, it's just so simple. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like acting. It's so simple, but it's the hardest thing to do. Sure. <laughs> you know, you know, for a lot of people and you know, don't what I would. So the three things that I think that people should take away from it is eye contact. So important. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. I know that's like and what every <laughs> cat, motivational cat poster says, <laughs> you know, be yourself, but it's, it's just true. Yeah. Don't really put on anything. Be yourself. Be friendly. Don't try to be, you know, like how you think a celebrity would be or how yeah, no, I think no, a lot no. of people are like, oh, I'm an actor. I want to be treated like a celebrity. So maybe I need to change how I act. And don't do that. Be yourself. Be the most charming and friendly version of yourself, I'd say. Yeah. You know, get get out of your comfort zone. But so that so that's one and two and three would be. And three, okay, I got, I got, uh, I got sidetracked. No, three is the biggest one. Three is the biggest one. Uh, 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 be genuine. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Oh (laughs) gosh, you're right. Don't be a dick. That was good. Yes. So eye contact, be be genuine and be yourself. And then just like, I think three is like the biggest one. If you can't do anything else, three should be your fallback. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And so many of the other tips kind of fall yeah. into that one. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, so so many people are just like, oh, if I'm standoffish, and but I'm good at my job or like whatever, or right. I look a certain way, they're going to cast, they're going to cast me. I'm like, dude, they want to work. <laughs> they're not going to want to work with you, man. They're not going to, there's, you know, there's so many people in this industry that right. like 
are like, just as good as you. Especially actors. Actors are incredibly replaceable. Yeah. Like we are the most, we are the right. most replaceable, right. I think. Um, so, but if you're very genuine and people like to work with you right. and you ain't a dick, <laughs> like that'll help. It infinitely increases your higher ability in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. So here's another angle that I, I would love to talk about because, you know, um, we go to networking events a lot together mm-hmm. and we have very, very different styles. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be fun to kind of, you know, look behind the curtain and kind of examine how we work together. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't already noticed, Michael is very, very friendly. I joke sometimes he's like a puppy because he's never met a stranger mm. and he's so friendly and lovable and he's got a lot of high, high energy um, that just kind of radiates out of him. So he just bounces around a room when we're networking and he gets to know everyone in the room and um, it's awesome. It, he really is the, the true definition of a social butterfly, in my opinion. <laughs> and then I am a little bit different. Um, I am more of an introvert. Um, I love people, but I'm not nearly as um, energized by being surrounded by people like Michael is. So when I go to a networking event, I have like a maximum of like three to four people that I know that I can have really great, awesome, in-depth quality conversations with before my energy starts to get drained and I'm getting a little bit tired Mm -hmm. just from being in a room full of people. Um, So it's really funny for us when we go to events together because we kind of have Instead of, you know, like, like I know my strengths and weaknesses and he knows his. So rather than try to, for me, rather than try to be the shiny, outgoing, crazy uh, social butterfly like Michael is, um, that would just exhaust me and I would come across really fake. So I don't try to do that. I just kind of own my introvertedness. But I do make myself get out of my shell. I go out of my way to meet people. I just am a little bit more strategic about who I decide to talk to that day. Mm -hmm. Um, But the great thing about going places with Michael is that he can kind of be the icebreaker. So he sets the stage and he, you know, gets everyone laughing, makes sure everyone has a drink and, you know, breaks the ice and so that people are, you know, in a good mood and just like happy to be around us. And then I can kind of help direct the conversation in a strategic way. Would you agree with that? Yeah, no. I mean, if so, I don't know why it popped in my head that I'm kind of like a shotgun. You know, Mm -hmm. I spray out all the way and I kind of like can hit a lot of things, but you're kind of more like a sniper. You know, you kind of pinpoint your your target (laughs) and you're like, boom, done. I don't know why it popped in. No, that's actually, that's actually a really good analogy. Yeah, I don't usually, I don't ever do gun analogies. Yeah, I'll say we're not really gun people. We're not gun, you know, uh, but that but, makes sense. But I, yeah, no, you know, I, I'm I'm somebody who I kind of bounce around a lot. You know, that's that, you know, that's something that I that that's the part of my ADDness. <laughs> I just kind of if this conversation, even if even if it lulls a little bit, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go to another one. Okay, I'm right. gonna go to another one. And you know, and I talk to a whole bunch of people, and that's good because you get your face in a whole bunch of people. But the thing is, is that you there, there's pros and cons to both. Sure. Um, but the reason why we're both good together is because I'll be able to meet a whole bunch of people, but then you'll know the people that we need to know and we need to <laughs> make, make, <laughs> us li- make, make them like us. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll be able to kind of, you know, I'll start it, like you said, be the icebreaker, get everyone comfortable, and then you'll kind of sink in, like, really great sink your teeth in them and like really <laughs> just make them our friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in you know, the best way, that's in the best very, way. That sounded very aggressive, very aggressive, but, it, but, it, you know, <laughs> but, you know, so that kind of works for us. And it's really nice. And that's something I would suggest to other people. Like if you know that you are really on one side or the other of the, of the equation when it comes to networking and yeah. your personality and stuff, Go with a friend, you know, find a, find a buddy that also really has that motivation to go out and make connections yeah, and, and network and see how you can help each other. Know your strengths. I mean, you know, try and improve your weaknesses. So sure. if you know that you can't really stay in a conversation very long, 
try and work, try and, you know, build up that right. stamina a and little bit. And, you know, and that's, yeah. And, and that's what I've learned a lot from Allie is that, you know, she kind of knows how to hone in and ask the right questions and kind of make people feel comfortable as well. Um, so she's kind of helping me like get more depth in my conversation. Um, but like, you know, know your strengths, right. know what you're good at, know what you're not. Um, and then work on both. Yeah, absolutely. Make your strengths stronger and work on your weaknesses. Right. Um, and it's just way more fun when you have a partner there, kind of like an accountability partner to like work with you. Right. And to who's also working on improving their conversation skills. And, you know, you guys can lean and fall back on each other if things do get awkward because they do get awkward sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they do. And it's but, okay. Yeah. I would say the one thing I would say if you do choose to like go to events with a group of friends or with a singular friend, don't let that turn into a crutch where you're just hanging out by yourself in the corner. Right. Because, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been the we've wallflower. We've all been there. Who just like hangs out in the corner and like <laughs> you don't want to deal with anything. But yeah. that's honestly, I think, the biggest failure if you go to a networking event and you don't talk to anyone else besides people that you already know then you failed. If you go out and meet at least one new person, then that's a win in my book. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. A lot of, a lot of times, you know, you know, whenever you're going to these things, you you kind of fall in your comfort zone and you kind of, you know, if you, especially when you go with friends, uh, you'll just stick with them. Um, and then you miss the entire reason. Of uh, being going, there. Yeah, exactly. So what you want to do, you want to make sure that you're always kind of getting out of your comfort zone and meeting as many people, meeting as many people as you can, you know, and what that means for every person is different. Sure. Like your goal would probably be five to six people, maybe Yeah. in an event. Me, it would be an entire half of the room. Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah. You know, so, I usually get like about a third of the people that I'll yeah. talk to a third of the people. Yeah, right around. And, and you know, there's no right or wrong sure. uh, way to do it. As long as you're sticking to the three as, rules. I love, as long as you're th- sticking to the three rules. The, the, the rube rules. The rube rules. The rube rules. <laughs> Rube's rules to networking. Rube's rules to networking. Yes. <laughs> Eye contact. One. Two. Be genuine. Three. Don't. Be a, a dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That I just got chills. You did? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it honestly all comes back to that. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that, I mean, if you just keep, it's something, it's like, like we were saying, it's a skill. A lot of people falsely assume and tell themselves oh, I'm just not good at networking. I'm not good at, you know, working it in a conversation. And that, I think, is just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, it's a muscle. It's a muscle. It's a skill. And no one, unless you're a prodigy, starts out being perfect at networking. It takes time. It takes a lot of being uncomfortable and trying new things that don't work out. Yes, sir. And, And that's all part of the process. And that's okay. Just like, you know, if you're an actor, if you're a writer... You know, your first draft or your first time doing a scene or doing a project isn't going to win you an Oscar. But it's not about that first draft. It's about the final product, which takes a lot of revisions and a lot of practice and a lot of preparation. So networking is the same way, in my opinion. The more you do it, the more comfortable you are. Uh, The more you challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone, the better off you'll be. And it's all about just... Taking the pressure off, I think, too. Take the pressure off yourself. Have fun. Be a real person. And you can't really go wrong. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's just that simple sometimes. And a lot of people, especially me sometimes, you know, I build things up in my head and I get really excited and I'm very excitable. And, you know, take a breath. Yeah. Chill out. You know, sometimes, you know, when I'm really nervous right before going to an event or an audition or whatever, if I have a moment that I can spare, you know, I put on my headphones and I just like listen to a song that I like really like. 
really build up my confidence. Sometimes sometimes I'm going to a networking event, you know, it's like ACDC thunderstruck, just like, <laughs> yeah, boom, 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 and just like really pump up. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that I need to be chill, I, I choose another song, but, you know. Just get your head in the game, focus, yeah. and keep perspective of what's important. And you got this, man. And if it doesn't work this time, it'll go next time. And if it's not, just keep on working, get better. I mean, you know, so many people say this in acting, and it's kind of getting annoying, but it's true. You know, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's true. I need to come up with another one because this is so – everyone needs <laughs> – Next everyone time you're on the show, you can – Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll think of something else uh, by, by that time. <laughs> but it really is. And it's just everything that you do, no matter how small, works you up to that ladder of success. Boom. Wow. That was like a fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah. wow. Michael Rube, the, the fortune, fortune cookie. cookie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank it, you. Oh, yeah. sorry. You no, but no, no, that's it. Just, yeah, just. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love, of course, having you on. And, uh, um, I think a lot of people will hopefully feel encouraged and can really relate to this conversation. I hope so. Yeah. So where can people connect with you online? Where so my phone you? number is. <laughs> I don't know about that. No. no, no, it's, <laughs> no uh, so Facebook, Michael Rube. Instagram, the Michael Rube. The Twitter, which I'm not really on. I need to get back on it, is the Michael Rube. Uh, consistent, consistent, very consistent. You know, there's only the one and only, uh, but yeah, just, you know, I have, I have really not been on my game on Instagram, but I'm going to be coming back with a vengeance. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I need, it's going to be a post a week. (laughs) That's my goal. And with funny comments, that's, that's the whole point of it. But yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Sounds great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Talk about an action-packed episode. I really hope you enjoyed our take on networking and consider giving our three rules a try. I think the biggest hurdle to jump over is just getting out of your own head, dropping that fear of rejection, and diving in. It really, truly does get easier with practice. So that's all we have for this week. But if you liked this week's episode, be sure to throw us a five-star rating and leave a review. I'm Allison Hazelden. This has been It's a Slate of Mind, and we'll see you next week. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.